Hello, everyone. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Marriage at Kokopka. We are so excited to be back for another podcast. For those of you that were able to tune in to the last one, The Melting Pot, we hope you all enjoyed it. If you didn't get a chance to catch it, please visit us at www.jesusthecenter.com. Click on the Marriage Galgotha link. We hope everybody is doing well. We know that summer is getting ready to come to a close here pretty soon. Kids are going back to school. Yes, they are. We're excited about that, right? They're not. I know they're not, but I'm excited about it because they've been... <laughs> Like eating up all of our groceries. Oh my gosh. Racking up. Oh, jeez. But they're headed back next week. Yes. So excited. I know some of the parents that probably have kids going back to school are kind of excited too. And then we have some that are actually getting ready to go off to college. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Marquise and yeah, Marzell. Well, Kayla's been in there for a couple of years, but I know we've had the chance to visit with her this summer, too. We spent some time with them. Yeah, and, we've uh, had some youth that are headed off to college. Yeah, they grew up so fast. <laughs> yeah. But with that being said, let's go ahead on and kick this podcast off because I'm really, really excited about this one. Me too. Me too, babe. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, we wanted to, um, we kind of threw some titles out there, but um, this one we're going to call The Dry Place which probably seems a little bit out of pocket uh, for some people, but um, we're all about just being transparent and keeping it real. So um, we're gonna kind of share some of maybe our experiences and where we are, you know, that dry place in marriage. You know, when you first get married, everything is like wet. Everything is just all lovey-dovey. Can't keep your hands um, off each other. He or she can do no wrong. Yeah, it's it's just like heaven on earth, right? Yeah, exactly. But, you know, uh, just to kind of give you guys some information, you know, you're going to hit that dry spot sooner or later. <laughs> I like how you put that, just some information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing it out there. Right. But um, It's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. So but before we delve into it, um, got a question for you. I know ladies always go first, but how would you define a dry place because I think we kind of need to um, really throw that out there and see what is exactly is the dry place in marriage so to speak mm-hmm. I guess for me a, a dry place in marriage would probably be I guess a point where you don't feel the same level of like affection and lovey-dovey feelings for the person you, you you get to a point to where and I mean it happens in every marriage but at a certain point you and I reached it too like where we weren't as cuddly okay you know we weren't as as warm you know towards each other we, we didn't have the same each and every day we wake up thinking about the person got to get them on the phone got to stay on the phone till Lord knows what time in the night you know, I just love to stay on the phone, just li- listen to you breathe. You know that. You know <laughs> did what I'm we do saying? that? Really? Oh, oh, we did that a lot. <laughs> we did That's that. Funny. We did that a lot. But that t- it's just a place where it's it, it's just not. You don't have the same level of passion and romantic affection for the person. You know, it, it's not so much a a, a dead zone. You mm-hmm. know, but I mean, you know, it's it's just where things are a little more just more difficult I mean as far as you know your feelings you, you, you just don't have the same 
level of feelings for the person at certain points. You know, okay, gotcha. that's I, I, I hear you. I guess uh, we're kind of thinking along the same lines. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for me, um, I am a woman, of course. <laughs> you know, <Really>? that, <laughs> that dry place. Oh my gosh, I could use so many descriptions for it. But um, I won't air all my dirty laundry. But I, I definitely have to say, um, as a wife, um, to me, that dry place is just like where you're, I'm using this as an example, or like, you know what, I really do not want to go home to this man, or oh my God, I just, Thanks. I, oh God, what have you gotten me into? Like, <laughs> I just don't, don't want to be here right now. Oh my goodness, I love him, but oh gosh, he's really getting on my nerves. But no, seriously, <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those places I'm thinking... Well, let me describe the opposite first of, of the dry place. Okay. The beginning. Um, this might be easy you know, for me to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm picturing a beach in my mind um, where there's, you know, beautiful, clear blue water, um, palm, palm trees, yes. and just, you know, a wonderful place where I can get the best food ever, can get some nice fruit and some really great seafood and everything is just absolutely lovely wow <laughs> you thought about this a lot Evan. yeah so <laughs> that's that's the perspective um that i got you know kind of when when i first got married that oh my oh, gosh okay, everything is just gonna be wonderful okay that makes sense and then you know a couple of months into it you know for some people it could probably be a couple of weeks or it could take maybe six to seven months before you actually hit that spot mm -hmm. and it's like uh everything this water is not it's clear as it was <laughs> right. like really dirty right now <laughs> uh you know the trees are no longer palm trees yeah. like uh this yeah. is some really bad oak like the, the, the sand's really rocky and you hurt your feet walking through the sand and stuff yeah, yeah. right there so um the dry place is, is is just the place where it's like uh did i make a mistake um you know who is this person or i was not really excited expecting right. things to be this way i was expecting things to be you know totally different and it's it's kind of like that place where you're you know should be going right but you're kind of like staring left yeah you yeah. know so um hmm. that's kind of how I, I would describe it you know but i love you i love you i too. really do thank you for that i needed that because man <laughs> okay so honey so along those lines after that great grand description you just gave, that really helped me to get over the cuts and stuff that you were inflicting <laughs> prior to that. I'm sorry. It's cool. It's cool. Um, what do you think are some of the causes of those dry places? You know, because I, for me, my, my thinking is it doesn't just happen. You know, I, I think there's a buildup towards that. Do you have any idea of like some of the causes? Um, What's on your brain? Yeah, um, definitely. Um, well causes in general or are you specifically talking about causes for me getting to that dry place i guess you can use you first um, i mean because you know it, it'll be more genuine coming from our own perspective uh well i think you know um having this preconceived notion of exactly what marriage is supposed to be like yeah. um because you know now we're talking about a christ-centered you know marriage mm -hmm. of course when we first got married it was 
me. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was centered it about was. me and, and my wants and, and what I desired. So Same with me. Yeah. just having that selfish um, aspect of, you know, this marriage is just supposed to be about me and, and us, you know, getting what we want and just being a happy couple. Yeah. Um, so I would say having a skewed, you know, perspective, perspective yeah. of exactly, you know, what marriage it's supposed to be like or the purpose of marriage so to speak hmm. um and just you know my just my own expectations really yeah, yeah you know having my own expectations and you know being disappointed because uh he didn't do the dishes when i thought that he should have did the dishes right. or you know he was doing this you were doing something else versus you know what i thought that you should be doing yeah um and, and of course, just you know, really being selfish. But when I look at the overall uh, causes, you know, when we're talking about Christian marriage, marriage in general, and how people get to that dry place where they just like, oh, I don't want to be with this person anymore, mm -hmm. or oh, I'm really getting tired of being in this marriage. Yeah. Um, one of the first things that come to my mind is just. Now it seems like marriage is, is supposed to be a convenient thing. You know, it's, oh. it's a marriage for, yeah, for convenience. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, people just wanting to get married because I can get this, I can get that. You know, for the benefits. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. What 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 it brings to me as opposed to what I'm supposed to be giving, giving out, out of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you have some people who um, maybe settle. Mm -hmm. Um. They settle and say, hey, this is the person, even though they know in their hearts and parts, you know, yeah. this is not the person that yeah. I'm supposed to marry. Mm -hmm. You know, some people say, well, I'm waiting on God to tell me. God didn't tell me. And in reality, you already know right. <laughs> yourself <No. laughs> that that's not the right person yeah. uh, for you. But, you know, wanting to desperately be married and mm -hmm. just saying, OK, I'm, I'm just going to settle for this one. That's um, unfortunate. I think another cause is becoming complacent, um, you know, in your marriage, taking that individual for granted. That's true. Maybe. Um, yeah. And again, having a skewed perspective uh, of marriage and unrealistic expectations. Yeah. And I think honestly, you know, all of what you said kind of, I guess, develops from that skewed perspective. You know, whenever your perspective is off as, as far as what marriage is about and what you're actually supposed to contribute to it, I, I think it kind of contributes to all of those different things. You, you, you get complacent. You know, you take the other person for granted. Like, what you thought was just great about them is now all of a sudden an annoyance. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like I, I admire your, your smile and your laugh early on and all of a sudden your laugh gets on my nerves like you know, yeah. and I mean even the things that we do around the house and um, you know the stuff that you know we just thought was just this, this grand accomplishment early on like for instance you know you, with you um, and I'm just being real with you I, one thing I, I've learned to appreciate again about you is the fact that you are such a doer I think we touched on that in the first episode yeah. about you being just a doer you know you, you, you're one that gets stuff done and you get it done with like a standard of excellence and you know you put your best foot forward and just about everything you do and even around the house you know I, I know for a fact and I'm willing to admit this wholeheartedly a lot of stuff would not get done if you didn't have the personality that you have 
and I understand that. And yeah, on that note, the grass is like really dry. <sighs> on the podcast, maybe? oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I'll get to that. But so early on, like I, I really admire that about you. I saw I saw that as a, a strength of yours, and you know, I'm like, man, she she she's just so, so driven and focused. And like maybe towards the middle portion, I'm just like, dude, chill out. Like <laughs> it's like, man. Yeah, can you sit down? Can you sit, please? Like, y'all, she'll walk in the house and still be going like a million miles an hour, even after working a full job. And me, I'm coming in, barely making it, and I'm, I, I don't know how her motor, I don't know what, I don't know what motor oil she's on, but she just, she's just a, a constant, constant. She's almost like Energizer Bunny in a lot of ways. Yeah, and and I think uh, that. That was probably me, you know, being that door, 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 always wanting to get things done, kind of led us to that dry place as well. That's true. Because, um, again, I think that knowing your role as a wife, mm-hmm. as a husband, is going to help you when you get to that dry place. Yeah, yeah. And, it helps um, you not to take the person for granted. Yeah, it yeah. does. And I think if I knew more um about my role as a wife not just to be the doer so right. to speak i'm um, right. always wanting to just get things accomplished um but to really shift and do um some things that will help you know you as a husband that would inspire you as a husband yeah. to do those some of those things yeah. <laughs> versus trying to do them myself you know and uh, so <laughs> man, we are being so real right now and, yeah. so, and so i think that knowing not knowing your role is another cause you know goes back to to that cause of of being in that dry place because the other person doesn't know how they should be supporting right you know their wife or their husband then it kind of you know pushes you back to that place where it's like okay this person is really getting on my nerves it becomes another contributing factor it does it does and i i think it and I mean, to, to your point, it's like, okay, because I'm uncomfortable in what my role is or should be, because I don't know how to properly support my husband or my wife, I, I get insecure about myself. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, I kind of project that insecurity on him or her. Exactly. So it, it may not be so much that they're just this awful person. It's just my perspective of them has changed mm-hmm. because I'm not comfortable with me anymore. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, man, interesting. Okay, so looking at the causes, I know there are probably some listeners that may be interested in um, signs, you know, because again, you said it not it's not something that just happens, just happens. over time. There's a build-up process. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the signs that we can look for, like for me as a wife, mm-hmm. how do I know that my husband is at that dry place? So, uh, well... Might as well just use us. So you and I have this have this unique ability to make each other laugh without much effort. And like whenever we're not at that place, like when you know the conversation between us is kind of cold mm-hmm. and it's it's not as you know warm and we don't feel as much connectivity whenever we're talking. Like it normally with us it's 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 nothing to start a conversation about like random stuff like you can be talking about something that happens at work and it it just develops and mushrooms into like this conversation about 
something else, maybe like something that we laughed at at church or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know it's, we, 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 we really conversate very easily. And so when I start to notice that our conversations are, are shorter and shorter and they're not as spontaneous and we don't make each other laugh as much, you know, we give one word answers like, how was your day? Good. You know, because normally when whenever we ask how each other's day was, we try to give at least, I don't know, a sentence or a paragraph or something. Or a whole story. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, but I think that's probably one of the signs for us. What about you? Um, Well, I I know we kind of, we do a lot. You Mm -hmm. know, we we always have a lot going on, whether it's with work, whether it's with ministry. Right. Um, whatever it is that we're doing, you know, there's always a lot going on. And so we're always tired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, that's true. you know, we're always looking to get that nap yeah. when we can. I know I am <laughs> um, looking to get that nap or looking to get that two day, you know, or one night getaway, um, so to speak. So when we haven't had an opportunity to really relax and we've been running 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 and continuously going i notice we we get to a drop place to where it's like we're frustrated um i'm just like hey i just want to be left alone tonight give me my scarf and my pajamas and i'm good to go and you're like i got my cereal i got my my game or my (laughs) ipad or whatever and it's like okay you go that way i go this way you know so I kind of know that okay we're probably hitting a dry place and we kind of need to you know come together mm-hmm. you know um and then of course hope all of our listeners are of age but um sex i think is a big aspect as yes. well because you sorry. don't have to be sorry. so obvious i'm sorry man. but <laughs> um you know for um as a woman you know mm-hmm. as a a wife um I know everything for me is emotional so something has to be triggered in order for me to just you know to want to take it there yeah um so if I'm really really tired and I'm just like oh my god that is the last thing on my mind um you know I got the kids I'm thinking about what I have to do for them just so much is going on and it's like I don't want to you know do that right now I don't want to think about sex right now I'm just you know what I'm saying? I want to relax. I want to get these things done. I'm thinking about work the next day. Right, right. Um, I'm, I'm there. Yeah. I know I'm there. And, you know, I think when we first um, got married, it was like, okay, everything was popping. Everything was happening. We were good. Yes. And then, you know, as life, life continued, life happened. Mm-hmm. You know, you got two kids now uh, versus one. Mm-hmm. A lot more going on. I'm still finding you know myself learning more about Felicia mm-hmm. you're still learning more about you because we're both young and mm-hmm. we're newly married so I think that you know it was just it's gonna happen it you is know gonna like happen. I said this, yeah. you're, you're gonna hit that place and I think it was like okay I'm at that place yeah. it's not as exciting right, right, right. <laughs> as it was I love him I enjoy um spending time with him but I thank God that that's you know, ultimately, what what kept us together is that true love and affection that we have for one another, and being able to make each other laugh mm-hmm. and share and do things like that. But still, regardless, you know, um, we still hit that dry plate. We do, we do. Um, so I think definitely when you're not wanting to do anything, you're yeah. just like, I don't want to have sex. Yeah. I just don't want to 
talk to you. I'm ready to go to bed. I love you, but I don't have that much conversation right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think it's just important to to be able to recognize those signs and know, you know, because like I said before, we're we're still individuals and we we still yes we are one. Mm-hmm. We are a couple, but at the same time, you still have dreams and aspirations, and I still have you know a career things that we want to focus on. Mm-hmm. So. You know, there is going to be some time where we're going to hit that spot where I'm being selfish and you're being selfish. But then we have to recognize that, Mm -hmm. hey, we're one. You know, it's important for us to come together. Right. And so just to ignore it all together and say, oh, we'll never get there. I think it's ignorant. But being able to recognize it and get back on the right path, I think is ultimately what's most important yeah well i don't th- i'm not only do i think it's ignorant i think it's detrimental yeah like I, I think honestly you have to kind of once you get to that place to where communication starts to break down and you don't feel as passionate when sex becomes something that's more of an afterthought than something that you know you're you're just looking forward to and itching to get to and it, it, it's when you when you start to see those signs rather than stay focused on the fact that I'm lacking this. I'm lacking that. I, I don't feel the same way. I'm this. If you get sucked into the situation, you'll actually start to blur the lines, and you won't be able to recognize it. And you'll get deeper, and you'll get deeper, and you'll get deeper, and you'll get deeper. And like you said, if you just choose to ignore it and don't actually take yeah. the time to recognize it, it can get really bad. Really bad. And it, it's it's good just to kind of back off for a minute and say, okay, look, I I, I see where this is going. Let's come together. Let's address it, and, and, and let's knock it out. As uh, what was it, Barney Fife and, and Andy Griffith? Yes. Nip it in the bud. <laughs> yes. Nip yeah. it in the bud. You always want to try to do that because you just don't want to put too much time on issues, allowing them to fester and get worse and that kind of stuff. It, it, it's good to recognize it whenever you can and, and deal with it then. So, how do you get your marriage from that dry place back to? that beautiful beach where yeah. the water is yeah, yeah. you know blue clear uh, <laughs> not dirty. You know, nice sandy beach beautiful palm trees how do you get there well there, there's no one-size-fits-all answer you know wifey and I are not experts we're, we're not trying to make blanket statements that will fit every marriage this is just what we found to work for us. And I mean, it's something ultimately that God has really kind of had to show us about ourselves. And that, that that's really the key there. I know it sounds simple uh, and it, it's simple, but complex at the same time. So the bottom line is Jesus needs to be central to your marriage because both of you are individuals. It's, it's about two becoming one. So you need a mediator to kind of bring you both back in line. Like some of the frustrations that we talked about, you know, the the lack of communication. In my mind, it's your fault. In your mind, it's my fault. And and, and we'll continue to (laughs) kind of go at each other from that that mindset or that mentality. And what we really need is a mediator to say, look, okay, here's where you are, here's where you are. And that's that's the beauty of scripture. You know, that's really the beauty of of, of, of the Bible and you know a lot of the, the, the guidelines that it gives for marriage you know how the husband is to honor the wife 
Um, yeah. You know, not, I'm not going to talk to about the other part because you know you might get a little. I of course not. It's the work. What wives submit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, wives submitted to their husbands. It's it's we can touch on that maybe in another podcast. But I mean, the the those those characteristics of a marriage are just so beautiful and how it comes together. Like, you know, when I'm feeling disconnected from my wife, like me as a man, and I'll just use me, I have to really really discipline myself to analyze me first. It's it's easy for me to jump to the conclusion that the problem is on her end and to say, well, she needs to fix this before I do anything. Like if I'm the head, if if I'm the, the one that has the greater responsibility in the marriage, it starts with me. So if if I feel that, you know, she's not she's distant and she's cold and, you know, she's she's not wanting to have sex or anything and, you know, just not wanting to be around me and that kind of stuff, I can't place the blame squarely on her first. I have to look at at me, okay? Is it something I'm doing? Is is there a level of communication that I'm not giving to her? Is there something around the house, like the grass, <laughs> that I'm not doing that is contributing to her being distant? And see, that that's where the Bible comes in. When the Bible says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church, Christ didn't think of himself first. He thought of her first. So I can take that outside way of thinking and bring it into our marriage and it helps to bring together what was initially distant. Like I was on a whole nother wavelength and you were on a whole nother wavelength. And so Jesus comes in the picture and says, Wayne, you need to love your wife as Christ loved the church. Wife, fee, look, you know, submit to your husband as unto the Lord. Not saying that that's blind obedience or anything like that, but just, you know, try to understand and kind of show him some mercy and some grace. He's got an ego. And you know, just try to be understanding. And I mean, because that, that's that, I'm sure. Sure. yeah, yeah. That's you, you're right. You have to look at yourself first, yeah. which is something that we often fail to do. Yeah. We always want to blame the other individual. Exactly. But it's important to look at ourselves um, first, and then you know, we're talking about being honest. It hurts it does. when you're in that dry place. It hurts when you have you feel like you're giving so much of yourself, and the other person's not giving anything. Ultimately, that may be how it looks in your eyes, but yeah. that may not be exactly how it is. It's right. just your perspective. Exactly. And so you you have to deal with that hurt, and you have to accept the fact that you know in marriage you're gonna get hurt sometimes. You know, it's it's gonna happen. Come to the church. But <laughs> <laughs> it just, yeah, it, it does. And you just again, like you said, you have to look at yourself first, and then you have to ask God. You know you help me help me to fix me first mm-hmm. because i think when we stop and we look at ourselves you know we'll have so much that we have to deal with and that while we're you know allowing god to deal with us at the same time because he is so awesome he's dealing with that other person too and as he's That's maturing true. you That's and true. as he's you know helping you to grow you'll start to see that other person grow right. and you think that oh it's all me but it's it's really not yeah. god is working on the both of you exactly. and so you just have to be really patient and i think again going the key is recognizing and accepting a lot of marriages um sometimes people are just going through a cycle you yeah. know, they're just waking up yeah, um, and just going through the motions. Yeah. But there is a d- difference between existing, you know, versus living right, and actually right, thriving right. Um, in your marriage. Um, and it's not to say that there aren't going to be any days where, mm-hmm. you know, you feel like 
you know, yeah. this is good, but, mm -hmm. you know, there are going to be some times when it's going to be really, really hard. Yeah. But yeah. You, you just have to make up in your mind that, you know, this is what I want. I'm going to work on my marriage. I'm mm -hmm. going to try to get from this dry place. And so even when it comes back around again, right? you know, um, I'll know how to deal with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and the beauty of dry places is they make you thirsty. Yeah. So when you get back to the beach, as you said, you appreciate it that much more having actually experienced the dry place. So now when we get back to the beach, you know, we're not just walking on the sand. You know, maybe we're diving into the water. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So we're, we're setting up an umbrella. We're, we're, we're chilling on the beach and, you know, enjoying each other, holding hands. Maybe it's no longer just staring at everything. Now it's, you know, because I've, I've, I've experienced what it's like not to be in this place. Now that I've come back to it, I just appreciate it that much more. And I, I think I think that's part of what God designed for marriage to be. It's, it's just this constant level of, I don't want to call it a roller coaster, but yeah. it, you know, it, it's an experience where two individuals with their own individual personalities, ambitions, careers, goals, dreams, etc., etc., are coming together and learning how to do life together. And I mean, God is ultimately right smack dab in the middle of it. And it's a beautiful thing. It is. This has been awesome. Yeah. Thanks everyone for tuning in to Marriage at Golgotha, where our focus is building on a Christ-centered marriage. Oh. Again, check us out at www.jesusthecenter.com. Click on Marriage at Golgotha, and we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, today, we're going to end this podcast with a prayer for Christ-centered marriages. Yeah. Take us away, Wayne. Will do. <laughs> so God, we thank you for just allowing us to come together, Lord, to share some of the experiences that you've walked us through. We thank you, God, for anybody that's listening who is married or perhaps is aspiring to be married. God, we understand that life happens and we're going to run into dry places, whether we're married or not. And we just ask you for the grace to be able to recognize the signs deal with the causes and really get back to the point of enjoying each other once again and enjoying you in the midst of enjoying each other just getting to know each other not placing blame you know not blaming the other person exclusively for what might actually be wrong in us but just helping us to get out of ourselves and to really focus on what we can give and ultimately focus on what role you would have us to play in the relationship god we just thank you you're, you're just awesome and we're just praying for marriages everywhere. Anybody that's listening, uh, you're definitely in our prayers, and we mean that. that that's not just words. We're, we're definitely seeing this as something that I believe will impact a lot of people. So, uh, God, we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Marriage at Gilgoth. Signing off, y'all. Take care.